Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the Locked On Kentucky is coming to you live from the pavilion, (laughs) 11 p.m., Kentucky just defeated Ole Miss. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, um, and I do want to tell you guys that this edition of the show is brought to you by First Watch. We'll tell you more about them and their Taco Taco Week exploits in just a bit. Um, I feel like the the story of this game, Kyle, you could take it a bunch of different ways, but from the first half perspective, it was definitely that Keldon Johnson and Tyler Hero showed up, and it was basically the polar opposite of what happened to Tennessee after PJ Washington got his fa- in his foul trouble. Yeah, Tyler Tyler Hero's back to being a bucket. Uh, you know, two out of the last three games, he's been incredible. Uh, he had his first seven shots tonight. This was, you know, two games ago, we were, the, the bucket story emerged. He was 9 of 10 from the field and went to the line and made those clutch free throws and said, I'm a bucket. Tonight he had his first seven shots and finished 8 of 12 uh, and went to the line and hit two clutch free throws yep. in the final second. Said he did not say he's a bucket, but Keldon Johnson at the podium interjected and said, but he is a bucket, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those two guys, uh, Tyler had that huge game uh, against Arkansas, and then both he and Keldon just completely laid an egg in Knoxville. I mean, and, and they were dead in the water without those two and Reed Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they combined to go four for 20 in that game. They scored 13 points between them. Uh, they had – well over that at halftime today. And for the game, uh, they were 17 of 30 uh, and scored 42 points. 22 for Keldon, 22 and 7, 22.7 rebounds, 3 assists for Keldon, 20 points, 5 rebounds, 3 steals for Tyler Hero. Um, a total you know, reversal for them. Um, for Keldon, it was the end of a four-game slump. He was really bad, and in fact, he started this game bad. I think he was one for four, or one Correct. for five in this game, yeah. and then he finished fifty percent from the field, nine of uh, nine of eighteen. So, I think it was pretty big for Keldon in particular, just to see you know get some things going. He was really attacking the basket, driving, forcing the issue. He had three different and ones, I think, or and one opportunities where he made the shot and got to the free throw line. Still, he's he's really struggling still from the free throw line. He's three for seven today. He's under 50% now for the last five games. Um, but those two kind of carrying Kentucky. And this we should note, P.J. Washington was scoreless in the first half. For the second time in a row, he got in early foul trouble, even earlier this game, two fouls with over 12 minutes to go, and yeah. Cal sat him the whole rest of the first half. And I will briefly say that it is okay to do it in this situation because the game never got away. No, my they were up rant. one at ha- or down one at halftime. I mean, my whole thing about the Tennessee game was the fact that Kentucky wasn't in that game by the end of the first half. I mean, down thirteen point, you should have played him a little bit more, and there was no, right. absolutely no offense, um, offensive rhythm for Kentucky in this game. That was that was opposite. Uh, I mean, Keldon Johnson and Tyler Hero played fine offensively and, and kept them in the game and kept it competitive. Actually, had um, was it an eight point lead if I remember yeah. right? And then uh, Kermit Davis called a timeout and. That was first half yeah, yeah with like six minutes to go and and then Ole Miss storms back at the end of the half to go up to, one yeah to claim a lead at halftime 
Um, but, you know, the one thing that, and I don't know, you know, neither of you, neither of us, me or you, or basketball bennies, Kyle, and John Calipari always lets us know that, um, but it just seems like Keldon Johnson, when he's at that four, he's able to attack a little bit more. I mean, he didn't want to give too well, much credence to it. Well, some of that is you're being guarded by a four, well, and you're I'm pulling saying. him away from the basket. That's what and, I mean, yeah. You know, it's a mismatch. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. I mean, that's absolutely, that's, that's right. That is that is a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, he can attack typical wings, but if he's, if he's you know, taking a, a four-man off the dribble, that's uh, beneficial to him. And so you had that happening a lot, especially a lot in the first half. And then the second half, P.J. Washington comes back in after resting for the final 12 minutes of the first half, and they go right to work with him. Uh, and because, you know, similarly to what Tennessee wanted to do, a little bit of what Arkansas wanted to do, teams are going to try to do some, uh, take away the, the post up on the block. They were doubling him some in the post. They started getting P.J. the ball on the high post, on the elbows, and letting him turn around face up and create. Um, you know, he was driving and scoring. I think he scored on three straight, tried on four straight, missed the missed the fourth, and then came back a fifth time. So five possessions in a row that he got it. He scored on four of them in the paint. He was also driving and kicking. Uh, he, he had four he, assists, right? Uh, yes. He ended up with 13 points all in the second half, uh, six of 11 from the field. I think he was like six of eight in the second half. Uh, four assists, one turnover. Blocked a couple shots. Only one rebound. Yeah, that's uh, where you want to, if you want to nitpick with him. Yeah. And if you wanted to, jump back to Keldon real quick, if you want to nitpick with him, free throws have become, I mean, they are just a buckaboo with him. Uh, I mean, what did he finish uh, in the game? And then he also missed uh, the front end of a one and one in the first half. So that's uh, And that was a swing, too. That was, uh, I think, an opportunity for them to get up six or get up eight. He misses the front of a one and one. Ole Miss goes down and scores. There's a turnover, and that's kind of that. Actually, is kind of what started, I think, um, Ole Miss's run. So, um, yeah, rebounding for PJ there. One rebound in 26 minutes. Not great. I think some of it was not being aggressive because he was in foul trouble. Um, he did get a third foul, kind of early in the second half, and they just kind of stuck with him. Um, but I was impressed with that. I mean, you know, and and and, you know, Cal Perry did the – you guys don't know basketball, so you don't know a couple things we put in for this game. I'd like to pat myself on the back here because my immediate follow-up was about going to PJ in the high post. And Cal said, oh, yeah, that's it. That's what we did. That's what we were doing. Um, but the question I was asking was, like, how valuable is it to – if this isn't working, you can do that with PJ Washington. I mean, he's become so versatile for them that if you're trying to take him away, you know, completely – yeah, in the paint, he's going to step out and hit threes on you. Yep. If you're trying, you know, if you're trying to uh, take away him catching it on the block and going over his shoulder and hitting a hook shot on you, he can catch it in the high post and face up and either drive and score on your your guy in a mismatch or drive and kick and get open threes. And he did that a couple times today. Um, and so the fact that he's a threat in all those different areas now makes him very very valuable. Um, and, yeah. and you know Kermit Davis was you know raved about him. Said he talked to his power forwards all week and said like, look at that guy. That's who you should try to be. Um, called him um, Kermit Davis. Called PJ Washington mature and played within himself. Said he never tried to do anything he can't. Which yeah. you know this year there's not much he can't do. So I mean, yeah. but he's not he's not played out of control. I, I don't think very often this season. And Kermit Davis raised that point. But um, I think know, what I do want to point out like. The two two assists that that stick out to me from from 
P.J. Washington were like some of the easiest buckets. I think there was one that led directly to a, a Nick Richards dunk, or maybe it was an E.J. Montgomery layup, one of the two. Um, and then the other one was, I think, a monster shot. It, it was He swung it cross court, and Keldon Johnson hit a three. And uh, One that wasn't an assist, he had a great – he got doubled in the post in the first half, made a great pass to Nick Richards who fumbled it away, but P.J. gets back the deflection – kicks it back out they swing it around they get an open three that they make on that possession and that's one that's not going to show up as any kind of stat for pj washington as a tank goes rolling by in the arena that is the loudest um garbage can i have ever heard really i mean it really sounds like a howitzer tank uh we are like they're cleaning up the Ole miss arena and i guess it's the fact that it's going through concrete like a concrete and it's just echoing and God, this is crazy. One. They're so loud. Here comes um, some more. But anyway. I mean, that was a, that was a, one of those plays. It's not going to show up for PJ Washington in the stats, but it was a great play because yeah. the initial play was a good play. You know, Nick Richards should have had a dunk there, coming off of because of PJ getting doubled and finding the man, the open man. Uh, he fumbles it, but PJ gets it back, whips it to the perimeter, and they you know they get an open three. So I mean, they got they got really good shots, and they they took good shots, they made shots. Hero and, and Kelton said, you know, when we share the ball. Uh, this is kind of what happens yeah. um, when we share the ball and take good shots, and that both those things happen today. I mean, Kentucky. The crazy thing is that they were they they only attempted nine threes. Yeah, I mean, they, and scored eighty points on the road and won. Uh, four of nine from three, but they just took really good shots. They drove. I mean, that was the thing, Keldon, and I think. Uh, I think Kermit Davis called their wings wonderful, or, or he was uh, like I can't remember. He, he I was you very what, impressed with the with Keldon and, and Tyler, and a lot of it was just that they stayed on the tack. He said downhill, they kept forcing the issue, getting in the in the lane, drawing fouls, and getting uh, and getting you know little runners and floaters to go. Yep. Um, coming up next, we're going to talk about Ashton Haggins. Uh, he got a lot of a lot of a lot of talk. Most of it was negative. Um, but before that, I do want to tell you guys about First Watch because it is taco week. And if you're trying to get some delicious breakfast while outrunning a tank as they roll in the background, um, good to First Watch because I'll tell you what, they have, if you don't know about taco week, it's delicious because tacos are delicious. Right, Kyle? Yes, and you can eat them for a week and that's even better. A portion of the proceeds get donated to Casa de la Culture of Kentucky. Um, First Watch is offering two farm stand breakfast tacos for $5. Um, You can get passports and check out all the different ones at all the locations. You can get stamps. You can keep track of all the tacos that you tried. Uh, We mentioned on the last edition of the the show that Skyline has a taco salad that can also be purchased. But First Watch is doing these two farm stand breakfast tacos. Uh, We got a tweet this week about the million-dollar bacon and how delicious it was. I mean, a breakfast taco and then some delicious million-dollar Bacon dessert sounds like a, a great way to start out any day. So go to First Watch because it is fresh. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ashton Higgins has been kind of up and down and mostly down recently. Bad. Yeah. Um, bad. I, like, I mean, it's, it's weird to say bad. I mean, he... he he scored in double figures. Um, he made some plays when they needed him. He had ten points. Well, he that's was what three I was of three say. from the field. His, I, I mean, one thing I would say is he he did finish what two or three shots inside, which has been a, a kind of an issue with him. He had one where he 
drove, he spun, he you know hung, got a, hung in the air, got fouled, made the shot. Um, you know, had a couple in a, one stretch, a couple in a row, just really sort of speedy attacking drives and finishes. And so he's three of three from the field. He's four or five at the line. He has ten points, but um, you know he's, he had some sloppy turnovers late. He had a shot clock violation, and down the stretch where they're trying to hold on to the lead. P.J. Washington gets him the ball with like four seconds on the shot clock on, for an open jump shot, you know, which, you know, he doesn't want – you don't want him – the three is not, you know, necessarily a shot you want him to take. Well, he's the been thing better was, at it lately. <laughs> but when the shot clock's running down, you take it. Well, the thing was he had the open three, and he had four seconds, as you pointed out. So he took a couple dribbles, and I thought he was going to take like a little runner or right. a pull-up jumper, which would have also been fine. He but instead, he's – or turn I, it like over. Spun I don't know or something. Yeah. I think he was trying to he get still all the his, way to the still rim. In his hands, I think, when the buzzer went. Yes, but he, so he has a shot clock violation. Then he comes right back down and turns it over. I mean, that could have cost him the game. That stretch right there could have cost them the game. Yeah, I think it was a three-point game when all that was going down. They were lucky that Ole Miss missed some shots uh, at the end. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, but you do, I do want to point out the start of the second half for him was really good. I think he scored. At least four points to in the beginning part of the half, and to your point about him getting to the basket, I thought he was doing a great job of that and, and able to finish. But I don't know; it just seems like he's in a slight funk, and it just isn't all the way clicking for him. I don't know. You know, Cal talk, talks all the time about the clutter and listening to outside noise and whatnot, and you know we don't know how much Aston's getting told about that stuff. But he was getting a ton of praise uh, in the middle of SEC play, and deservedly so. Um, but how much of that was he kind of listening to? How much does he start paying attention to maybe mock drafts or something like that? You know, I don't know what the, what the factors are, but you still see some some spots where he's he's doing good things. And I mean, if you want to take a positive out of him game, if he can start finishing at the rim a little bit better, then then that would be a, a big help for Kentucky's offense. Yeah, I mean, defensively to me is is the bigger concern. Yes, I mean, he has zero steals. Um, and steals aren't everything, but he was on that just torrid pace for steals, and now he's gets hardly ever gets one. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, he just he's not keeping guys in front of him, and he's not you know he's he's leaving guys open. Um, you know, we we should mention that two of Ole Miss's guards uh, is it Brian? Is that how you say his name? Sure, it's spelled Tyree the point guard, and Terrence Davis combined for 46 points. Davis had 25 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, two steals on his senior night. Played 39 of 40 minutes. He was really good, got emotional after the game, talking yeah. about his senior night. I was I was impressed with him. Uh, and Tyree uh, had 21 points, four assists, two turnovers. Um, you know, 46 points from two guards means you're not – playing great defense i mean you know it was better than the tennessee game but it wasn't great on the perimeter i mean tyler hero uh, gambled a couple times a few times um he but did I think he, you know, okay. he did have three steals and that was a you know i think honestly you know cal i think he made a little comment about that how he got he got upset about one of those plays but because it led right to an open three but what do you think? Do you think I think that, that you just continue to do that going forward because turning the other team over is such a big part of well, your it's offense. Well, it's all about you know time and circumstance, and that was the end of the game when they're trying to. Hold I mean, on yes, to a lead. You know, you I agree. You don't gamble when you're not trying to come from you. You gamble when you're down. You don't gamble when you're holding a lead in the final seconds, and and that's that's something that you want a guy. I meant overall. Know, yeah, but that's something that you want a guy to 
you know, to understand when it matters at the end. And it sounds like to me, there's a little bit of a clash going on with Cal and Keldon and Tyler, and especially Cal and Tyler. I think it's Cal and Tyler because he That's was saying, was. you know, that one, oh, when, in talking about the two, he said one of them apologized for his play and the other one apologized for something that was said. Yeah. And as, as we know about the clip in the Tennessee game where Cal, Cal, uh, Tyler is trying to talk to, Ka, to, Ka, to Calipari, he's got his back to the camera. Calipari's face is visible, and it looks like he tells him to shut the bleep up and then some other choice words. Um, so I'm reading that those tea leaves to say that, you know, Tyler Hero, who's playing a horrible game, I think he was two for 10 or some two for 12, yeah. uh, was talking back yeah. in that game. Um, and, uh, okay. <laughs> Are you, do you see that? No. So, I mean, I don't know, but what do you think Keldon Johnson should have apologized for playing bad? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he didn't play well. Um, they both played poorly. Tyler and Keldon. Sorry, we're we're getting messages from. Don't from worry about some those things. We'll, we'll uh, um, this is a very distracting uh, atmosphere. Yes. There's a lot of things going around. Very distracting, but um, where was I going? We were talking oh, about yeah. Keldon. <laughs> well, let's let's finish. Let's finish on Hero. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's clearly a little pushback going on. With Tyler here, we know he's a very confident, bordering on, and usually crossing over into cocky. Yeah, guy. I don't think there's it's any question. That the coaches like that. For the, I mean, Kenny Payne's talked about how much he likes swagger. That. Swagger. You you need your you need your scoring guards to have that mentality. They're like yes. defensive backs in football. Like if you got a if you got a low confidence, humble, quiet, mumble mouse. <laughs> corner, he's probably getting beat. Marble you mouth. Know, you want you want a guy that's like thinks he's better than everybody and it's probably going to be like a little bit of a jerk in practice he's probably going to talk back to the coach right like that, yeah if you want that out of a guy it's like always there and i think that probably is is the case with tyler hero i can, i have no trouble seeing tyler hero coming off a 29 point game having a little lip a lot of lip john calipari not going to take a lot of lip so nope. um you know i i do think that the fact that they come out of this game where they play awful, and Tyler was apparently talking back, and Cal was nuking him, that they both apologized for the thing they felt like they had done wrong. Yes. And that they both responded by delivering huge games tonight and carrying <laughs> the team on the road. Well, like, that's I think that's significant. Yeah, that's yeah. important. Um, I agree, I agree. It's I also agree. something to keep an eye on. Like I, I well, think Tyler and Keldon are two guys who are the reason Kentucky could go to a Final Four. And also the reason Kentucky could lose the first weekend of the tournament. Because I think both of them have the capability of shooting Kentucky out of a game. I, I have an observation uh, from the post game because Keldon and, and Tyler were talking uh, afterwards. And I'll get to that in just a second. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Do you think, do you think um, Tyler and Keldon just don't want to talk anymore because they're afraid to get in trouble? Probably. Because, I mean, like we just, you know, I, I feel like they used to be, and Tyler, it still pops through every once in a while, specifically when he's on in post games at Rupp Arena because he kind of just is more comfortable, and we apologize again for the noise in the background. Um, but, and I understand this as well to a certain extent 
when you're in a road environment and you're up on the podium and like all these reporters are staring back at you it's a little bit different and it's not as conducive to have great quotes a little little insider tip reporters hate the podium because yes. you, when you put multiple players at a podium with a big crowd sitting in the audience in front of them and bright light shining on them and a bunk bank of TV cameras in the back they are not going to say anything like, yeah almost ever no uh, that's what, and, that's and they're almost always going to be like what he said what what the other yeah, guy that's, said that's the uh, that's the NCAA joke anytime you ask for all, anytime it goes for all the guys can you what is what was da 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 and then they'll be like one, one guy, guy gives answer. a very bad answer, and, and then, then they pass the it, mic what, down. What, going, what, he, what he said, what, what he, he said. said. Yeah. But anyway, um, what I feel like they've kind of Keldon's as well, and this has been going on for a couple weeks, uh, where they just kind of bite their tongue, <laughs> bite their tongue, look like they would rather be anywhere but talking to us. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, no, I'm not like upset. But I, with I just also have kind of given up. Like in that situation, like I, I when I, well, sens- I, I didn't when I when I sense that it's like. Not going anywhere. I asked, I think, one question to the players well, I, tonight I was, because it was like I was doing my damnedest, man. Pulling teeth. I mean, they were not. They didn't want to say anything, so I wasn't going to ask. I tried to lighten the mood. You tried to lighten the mood as well. We were trying. I was trying to get Tyler about uh, who who's better at the free throw line late here quickly because yeah. you know that's how they finished the Arkansas game. That's how they finished this game. It went hero then quickly. Yeah. Um, he just kind of looked at me like I had two heads and then said we're both good or something along those lines. And then uh, you asked if he said anything at the line, which I think we already mentioned. Yeah, he was and not a bucket. Yeah, He's so like, uh, no. I mean, Keldon did say that, yeah, he is a bucket. So, I mean, yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. I do to, uh, to the point about them kind of pulling it back just a hair, I think that they are. So I think that that maybe if they're doing it in post-game interviews and they did it on the court tonight like that you can see a little bit of correlation there i feel like them getting a little bit of maturity even though we hate that i, I don't <laughs> think that it should be categorized as maturity on the podium because you can give a good quote and still be you know not say anything bad about the opponent or anything along those lines but that's neither here nor there all right um two last things that i want to mention one emmanuel quickly i thought he's been playing he's been playing really really well lately uh, kind of been doing some little stuff, and with this smaller lineup, I feel like he kind of allows things to be unlocked. We talk about Keldon Johnson um, playing the four and being getting to the basket when fours are on him. That can't happen if quickly can't come in and play one of those other wings. Yeah, and I mean, he, we say that he was one for four from the field. Uh, I thought he was a little bit of a liability at times on defense, but he's he's getting some confidence. I think he's made five of his last ten threes. After hitting a little bit of yeah. a cold spell, he's clutch at the free throw line. He hits. He you know hero hits two, uh, and then Emmanuel. with like forty seconds to go or whatever it was, and then Emmanuel quickly hits the final two. And he's been in that situation a lot. I feel like lately hitting you know taking free throws in big moments at the end. I think they they're in a really good spot if they're in a position to hold a lead, and they've got to make free throws at the end. They've got guys they can get it to that they really trust. I mean Tyler Heroes now he he can he's you know made like 19 or 20 in a row again and he's still only missed one free throw since the North Carolina game on December 22nd mm-hmm. which is incredible. Um, the other thing that we really need to mention that we I am sort of surprised we went this long without saying a word about I think uh, Reed Travis Calipari said that he is going to proceed as if he's not going to have Reed Travis on Saturday, which in my and mind almost guarantees that Reed Travis will play. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he was Rick Pitino, he'd play 40 minutes. Uh, Do you Rick Pitino? Never, ever. There's no, there's no chance he's ever, ever going to play again. 
and then he plays for the next 19 games, 40 minutes a game. Um, he, he said if he you know, is able to sneak in a practice or two before then and he wants to go, then maybe they'll play him a few minutes, but he's going to kind of proceed without, without him. Um, that he's just not going to risk him, he's not going to push him. And he said, you know, this wasn't the serious thing. It was just a knee sprain, but, like, it's still really scary with these guys. And, and this is a guy who there's nothing else after this. Like, if he tore his ACL, he couldn't be like, I'm going to come. It's okay. I'll come back and prove to the NBA. Like, he's out of years. Yeah. His last shot at the NBA is going to be after this season. They don't want to do anything to jeopardize that. And they also don't want to do anything in this time that, frankly, doesn't matter a whole lot. You know, a home game against Florida, I think they can win. Even agree. if they lose it, doesn't matter a ton. And the SEC tournament, which matters to a certain extent if you have a chance to squeak into a one seed, but maybe not. Like, you're probably a top two seed right now regardless. Let's, you know, if I'm Calipari, I'm saying, like, let's have this dude be healthy in the NCAA tournament. That's the only thing that matters. Yep. Um, I agree. The last thing I was going to mention was EJ Montgomery yeah. and blocking all the shots and how he's, I mean, uh, with the absence of Reed Travis, they have gotten back to Calip- typical Calipari backline defense where they're blocking a lot of shots. Uh, I mean, what was the total today? Was it seven? Seven. seven. But, uh, EJ had four of those off the bench. Yeah, that was the that was the one actually the you know good moment in in the Keldon Johnson and Tyler Hero press conference. I don't even know if you were looking up because you were probably tweeting like you always do, <laughs> um, but. Uh, they were asked about EJ and Kelton just mouthed four blocks. Like he was like looked at the stat sheet and was surprised by it. Like, oh my gosh, he yeah. had four blocks. That's crazy. Like and Yeah. And he had two of those he had two of those in two late possessions. You know, when Ole Miss had a you know, they had a chance to, to make their move and he had you know, they guys went up right at him at the rim and he con- he contested, he blocked, he did not foul. Um, those were big plays. And, you know, EJ didn't play great overall. Didn't play great at all, really, I didn't think. But but he came up huge at the end with those two blocks. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's, you know, that's the one positive you get um, when you lose Reed Travis. You get those two guys that can really block shots. And, uh, I mean, it, it is, if you want to make a positive out of a negative that's that's the positive right there you get a ton more shot blocking so yeah i mean if you and and if you're doing the combined <coughs> combined nick and, and ej for the production of reed travis you end up with seven points eight rebounds and five blocks tonight that's not bad so, no not bad not enough but i mean they also you know nick fouled out in 19 minutes yeah <laughs> um again i mean his foul numbers are just insane um the other thing is um, they played the small lineups, and I, I don't that that wasn't just because of foul trouble. I think some of that was like this: this was a smaller team, a team where you could match up that way and play with them and exploit some matchups. And uh, so, I, bottom line, very important that they had um, Keldon and Tyler back, sort of dialed in offensively. Really important to see that they could go play through PJ in the second half, just yep. have him attack and score kind of carry them in the second I mean all 13 points in the second half um, and then we continue to see that it is very important for the postseason run that they get Reed Travis back because I don't think they can win at a high level for an extended period of time without him yeah because it isn't like the uh, the Carl Towns year you know where tanks come rolling over the hill no like they're rolling through right now yes at the pavilion trash tanks <laughs> trash tanks 
Oh goodness. Well, I think that's 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 enough for tonight, Kyle. Did we miss anything? Anything else you want to talk about? And we haven't even talked about. I, I think we got it. I think we got it all. I mean, Jamal Baker. Uh, I Jamal. Just, he was worth a mention because he had one really nice drive and bucket. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I think we covered it all. Yeah, I think we got it. Right. Um, we'll be back with more editions of Locked On Kentucky. So stay tuned. Please rate and review. Um, I got some awesome reviews that we're going to be reading in the next couple of days. I just don't have them in front of me at this very moment. Uh, follow along. I got the post game press conference from the Kentucky guys on my timeline. I'm at Curtis Birch B U R C H on Twitter. Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A T H. Be sure to read all his work on the Athletic. Go eat the breakfast tacos at First Watch, please, and then tweet me a picture of them. That would be fantastic. Thanks so much for listening. Please share this with somebody else who would enjoy. We'll talk to you guys soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Check, 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 check.